Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we had lots of live racing for you today. We did yeah. have a bit of a scene setter with uh, Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly. Not much of it had to do with racing, so no. we... Bit of fun, we brought Rupert you there. been out for a kebab. We've taken Lizzie out for a kebab yeah, in he's a posh a class restaurant. Act. Class act. Um, we were joined by an old mate of yours, fine comedian Marcus Birdman. Yes. He has found material from a, from a difficult situation amazing guy he's used what's been given to him and yeah. he's, he's taken it forward Paul. yeah so uh, you'll, you'll hear all of that we had a bit of a chat didn't we Charlie we did, we the, the Juicin featured heavily Paul I don't know if that'll make it in I think it will the listeners got involved in our uh, in the conversation and you watched a bit of old boxing lovely didn't bit you? of old boxing and we chatted about that as well so here it all is <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, Paul. It's lovely to be here. I was uh, I, I was watching. I watched Chelsea last night. Obviously, yes. And uh, Andy was um, sending me WhatsApps throughout the game, <laughs> most of which obviously I can't read out at any time of day on national radio. But there was one classic Andy moment. It was just brilliant. Um, it wasn't the greatest start for Chelsea. Mm. Uh, 2-0 down. There were other chances, of course, yeah. for uh, Real Madrid, and it was looking like one-way traffic. And so Andy obviously had one ready to fire off to me. Oh yeah! Just as Havertz scored, so he said. To, so he sends one, says five or six nil tonight. Just as Havertz, just as Havertz scored, and then he quickly sends six one. <laughs> so it's not at no, two no. one. It's not yeah. for him the turning point of the game. And no, things are now not. we're back in it. It's oh six one. Just seems it just five or six nil. What's the point? But the third goal what? did kill it. Oh, I mean, you know, it was just ridiculous, wasn't it? They come out, they shifted it out, they brought. Well, I only, watched, I only watched the highlights of the Chelsea right, game, so okay. I, I watched the other side. I was watching Everton v You were Burnley. watching a bit of Premier League? Bit Premier League action. Okay, wow, what about that? I don't really like watching Chelsea. Um, so, uh, okay. not as Andy, by the sounds of no, this. He does, and he pays to. At least you've got a choice. Um, um, but yeah, you so watched, I watched, I watched that, but, I only watched uh, but, the highlights of that. But yeah, so I, ch- I thought Chelsea looked a mess. I don't know I don't know what happened, but right. they looked. I don't know if Real Madrid uh, made them look a mess, or if they just were a mess, were they, Paul? They look. They had moments. They had moments to get back into the game. But as I said, the third goal, just as they come out for the second half, completely killed yeah. it. But I was relying on Everton um, highlights, Burnley Everton highlights, yeah. and you watched it. I so. watched it, and Burnley just wanted it more, Paul. Yeah, just wanted it more. And you and I don't understand. I think Burnley have realised that they're in a fight, they're in a scrap, they've been in a scrap for a while. Yeah. It's often easier to chase, isn't it, to have that chasing mentality? Than, mm. And I think Everton it. will have woken up this morning and realised. 
they're in it. Yeah. They're absolutely in it. And I saw that uh, Sean Dyche said at, at half time, he said that. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't, think, not they, I don't think they know how to win away. Yeah. Which I think is pretty telling, isn't it? That they've worked that out from yeah. from the first half, especially when it was a one all. I think like it was such time, a daft know. goal to give away at two all. I mean, yeah. a point wouldn't have been ideal. They didn't really need to win that game, to be honest. But um, a point would have been something. Um, and then at two all, Burnley smelt blood, and they just went at them. They just, they just. I mean, I, I said to you earlier, they just started knocking it long, and you go, "All oh, right." I said, as opposed <laughs> to the ticky tacker stuff, <laughs> really, those endless passes through midfield yeah, that you that get absolutely sick playing of. it out That's from the back. That they is do fair on no, Burnley. No. Actually, but no, but yeah. you know, and then Corney, good striker, isn't he? Right place, right time. Ben Godfrey just sort Finish. of nominally hits it towards yeah, the touchline. Yeah, no one bad. follows it up, and then Corney's on his own. Rosehead, Rosehead, another cock up. Every yeah. game they make a mistake that Look, costs them, whether it's red cards or goal mistakes like a Wobie the other day. Every exactly. match they're doing stuff like that. It's Frank Lampard was a really good manager in the Championship, and it looks like he's going to get to prove that again for him. <laughs> oh, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, we had Sam Avery on yesterday, so I think he's a broken man today, certainly. Yeah, one be. of your other fellow comics, uh, Marcus Bourbon, joins us a little bit later on. Yes. He's got quite the story, hasn't he? Um, yes, he has. Marcus. Um, he's, not, had, he's not, no, he's in, I think he's sort of in his late 40s, I think. Yeah. And, but he's had two strokes, Paul. Yeah. He's had two strokes. One I, he, he's talked about before on his own in the hotel room and didn't quite. He's very. The thing is. He's very funny about it. Yeah. And I think that's one of his things. Well, he does, he does say that, doesn't he? He said the, the mark of the comedian is that, you, you know, you have two strokes and the first thing you think is, well, I can get a show out of this. It was <laughs> yeah. what he basically if said. If I can just survive this, I'll get 10 yeah. minutes out of it. So it'll be interesting but, to chat yeah. with him. He's going to pop in and see Funny, us. funny man. We're going to kick off. Um, we are going to kick off uh, with Marcel van der Kron, Dutch football expert, who we intended to speak to today anyway. But, um, uh, you know... It's more important now, you would argue, because of all these stories overnight. It seems Manchester United leaking like a sieve and we're discovering yeah. that the man they want is Ten Hag from Ajax and not Maurizio Pochettino from PSG. No, yeah. I mean, so... Um, been dragging on a bit, hasn't it? But And also, someone was saying that there's... They, oh, they, they, the club have been saying that they're... Oh, he's in the four that we've been thinking about. There's four managers we've been... And you yeah. think if you were the other three and you got names, you'd be like, shut up. <laughs> Well, Stop saying my name. I think I think we then all know. It, it, it all was a job. I'm not going to get where we've been thinking of Charlie Baker for Doctor Who, but he's not got it. Oh yeah, it's not absolutely not him. Well, don't say my name then. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You're just, I don't want to be. You're doing Doctor. a paraphrased Will Smith. There. Uh, I've been in Doctor Who, Paul. Uh, I don't I'll, need to be in it again. What were you in Doctor Who? I played a character called the Fat One, which is a shame they didn't give it, didn't give it a didn't give it a name, isn't it? Yeah, bit of a shame they didn't give it a character name. Yeah, was you in, in makeup or was uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit of makeup? Not a lot though. Mm. Not as much as I hoped. <laughs> <laughs> not when they cast yeah. you as the fat one. Yeah, my mum went great prosthetic. I, take, I went well. Yeah, I, t- I take it you want to. It's going to take a couple of hours to pad me out. <laughs> well, not sure. Five minutes, couple of cushions off the settee in the green room should do it, Charlie. I would think. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And we head to Aintree now. We're going to bring you four live races uh, tomorrow and and today. We're really looking forward to that. We've got some fantastic racing. Just running through some of the names of those horses. There's some stars out there, a lot of grade one races. And calling them home as always, the dream team are back. It is uh, Rupert Bell and uh, Lizzie Kelly. Good afternoon, both. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Charlie. There you go. Hello, Hello, Lizzie. How are you, Lizzie? Yeah, good. How are you? Good, good. I'm on, I'm on Warlord in the first race. That's going to win, isn't it? Well, that's the important thing, Charlie, that we find isn't out it? what you're on exactly. in the <laughs> What, are you five? Well, no, I was going to ask her. I'm asking her, and then they can give their own opinion, I Paul. I cornflakes for breakfast. Why didn't you just say that to her? <laughs> I think Warlord's got a great shout. Thank you. Okay, Thank enough. you, Lizzie. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. He, he did run a really good race in the Arco. He finished fourth. I think he was 50 to one on the day, and he... Um, he just got a little bit tap for toe when the race started to develop, but he stayed on really nicely. So um, he's—he, I think he's got a great chance. And um, the Colin Tizard and Bren, Brendan Powell partnership has been, you know, really, really strong this year as well. Uh, we saw Gin online, didn't we, uh, Rupert? In that race in the November meeting, the two-horse, the mad two-horse race when Rachel Blackmore just sort of clinged on, stayed on board to win. Yeah, it was. That was a freaky and brilliant. Just an example of just of what a brilliant horsewoman she is. The way and her strength, because this horse jumped the fence just for a collapse. Yet somehow she had the strength to stay on board. That core strength, because it looked impossible. I mean, Lizzie, I don't think it, we, when we were talking at the time, you've, have you ever done anything like that? Try to stay on in those circumstances? Well, it was a weird one because obviously the way that the horse um, stumbled on the landing side of the fence was quite unique. Um, and I think lots of jockeys would have been able to stay on and 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 produce that but it's just such a rare thing to see um obviously it was just a two horse race the other horse um fell and so it was the opportunity for rachel to you know make sure she did stay on and she got over the last fence okay and obviously the race was in the bag um the other bonus on with for jim on gin on lime in this race is that she has a mare's allowance as well Okay, Rupert. I mean, it's probably worth setting the scene for those that don't know yep. much about the national meeting. Uh, this is this is day one. I mean, we said the quality of racing is is very very high, and we know tomorrow is your favourite day, Ladies' Day, Rupert. You'll be hoping for the sun to come out. Well, um, I will be hoping for the sun to come out because today it's cramped their style. But I've still seen people with the motto, "I've bought a cotton frock and I'm going to wear it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to put a lot of bromide in Rupert's tea on the Friday. Oh, really, uh, uh, Lizzie, say, you're going to have to. Have a bucket of cold well, water ready for Rupert yeah, well, tomorrow, last, definitely. Last night out we went, what was the name of the place that you booked? Well, uh, we went to the florist which was hen, Which was Hen Party. Oh. Hen party well, Central. hell or heaven, depending on how you wanted to look at it. But I saw it, it had some great attributes. 
Yes, I'm sure. They bring you in as a kind of Leslie Phillips again. <laughs> real, uh, real TikTok. Yeah, well, uh, yeah Rup Rupert goes over the table and so, says, Good evening, good ladies. Evening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the third, fourth Earl of whatever, and he starts to posh it up a bit. Yeah, I can well, imagine, yeah. L Lizzie was doing her best to say, Now, concentrate on your food. <laughs> uh, she was like, We're sort of having to deal with the dodgy uncle in the corner, oh, you know. Dear. So, anyway, anyway, I paint a picture, but we had a very good, I had a very good kebab in the florist oh. last night. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> good. Suddenly it sounds less classy. It does, it does slightly. <laughs> Did you bring your own food, Rupert? That <laughs> <laughs> was so, very good, wasn't it, Lizzie? Yeah, I mean, you've sort of undersold it. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a very nice restaurant. Yeah. And Rupert. I didn't go for just kebabs. Well, I went for a bang-bang uh, cauliflower, and I was even better after that. Um, so bang-bang cauliflower was good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was lovely. I didn't have it, so what I don't you, what know. What you do in your own time's up to you, Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> The Bang Bang Cauliflower. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Marvellous. Oh. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, the next race uh, is the Juicen Anniversary Juvenile oh, Hurdle. Love it. How romantic. Um, and it, it got you thinking, Charlie, didn't it? Did. it? I mean, what is... What is how do the what anniversaries is the work? How do, what is the Juicen Anniversary, Paul? Is it two years, three years? When did you say, do you know what we're going to do for our anniversary? It's a surprise. That's right. <laughs> and then you turn up... And it's two for one on plasterboard. And check, you know, because you have, you know, you have the pearl, don't you? Yeah, you exactly, have, yeah. You have tin, all of those. Tin. You have paper for, yeah. <laughs> uh, for the first one. You have the cotton for the second. Yeah. Leather, apparently, third anniversary. Leather. You've well, got, you've got to keep off. things spicy, Paul. Uh, linen and silk for the fourth. I've got the four listed. You want to hear them? Yeah, I always think it's the wrong way around. I always think... Because by the you know by the time you've been married 60 years, you don't want a diamond, do you? Yeah. You're not interested... In a diamond, you get the diamond first off. Yeah, on, I then. mean, how, how does it the go? The fifth, Paul? the fifth is, I mean, so you've got paper, cotton, mm -hmm. leather, linen, silk. I mean, we give someone wood for their anniversary. It's a bit of a strange gift, isn't well, it? John? You know, what wood? Give no, him, yeah, give well, I mean, wood, anyway, we move on. Yeah. Iron is sixth. Um, any, any particular iron or uh, no, any specific <laughs> iron? No specific. No, just iron. any old iron. Any old iron. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, wool. Um, it's, it's our wool anniversary. Wool. Imagine that. It's just a jumper, isn't <laughs> it? Um, anyway, uh, but in the juicing anniversary. Now the juicing anniversary. That's slightly different. Um, I buy some um, some treated fence panels. Oh. I think how many years is that? Yeah. <laughs> lovely. That's always. Are lovely, they creosoted or do you have to do that yourself, or is that the next year? That's the following next year. Next year you, you get the creosote. One. Yeah, and uh, I, I think, isn't it six years in the juice and anniversary yeah. is um, the uh, the passload gas-powered nail gun. I think you'll find that's what you get for the uh, lovely the sixth anniversary. It's always nice. Uh, Jip rock coving. That's, oh, uh, that's twelve quite, years. Yeah, I was just, that's quite a long time. By a bit yeah, of the yeah. old Jip, I do love Jip rock cove uh, down in Cornwall. I've <laughs> popped down there. It's a lovely place. A little uh, place there for some seafood. Yeah, and um, artificial grass. That's your seventeenth anniversary. So, of course, if you want to yeah. tell us what the juice and anniversaries are this afternoon, yeah, you lovely. probably know better than us. And we'll also take terrible anniversary. Gifts as well, Paul. Okay. Won't we? Eight, ten, eighty-nine. All right, then, if you want to, yeah, why not? Charlie's Thanks choice. Our, Thanks for our good friend sponsoring the next race, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joining us in the studio now 
is uh, comedian Marcus Bourbon. Marcus, good to see you. Hello. Hey, Marcus. Be- bare eyes, is it? Is yeah, that bare you're, eyes. You're leading in with that. Leading in for a half-blind comedian. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nice just been talking you. about how he's lost half his sight. <laughs> yeah. There I am. Marcus, you are finding comedy in adversity, I think it's fair to say. In, in recent years, you have suffered two strokes, and you are not. You are a young man, relatively well, speaking, you aren't you? So. And um, But from it, as I said, I thought it was very funny reading you. You know, The first thing that comes to mind when you have two strokes as a comedian is, oh, I can get a show out of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> doesn't take you very long. And you, and you have. Yes. Well, I'm w- working towards uh, Edinburgh at the moment, mm. um, which happens in August, um, to do a fest, uh, the, the festival there and a show specifically about stroke. Um, it's, as you say, it's the second one. And so obviously it's very, very dear to my heart. There's mm. a lot of sort of misunderstanding about it. Not a lot of, I think people think that it's something that happens to sort of dear old Auntie Jean when she's got one foot in the grave in her mm. 80s, you know, mm. which, which, and not to undermine that, but that's, there's a lot of younger people, I've met a lot of people after gigs or people have contacted me and just, you know, who are in their teens or kind of, you know, younger. So um, it's it's a more pressing thing than people assume, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And strokes affect people in different ways that we've discovered on this show, too, as well. I was telling you off air about uh, our, our co-host Andy Jacobs' mm. wife suffering a stroke. Hers has mainly been kind of finding the right words. Yours yours has been your sight. That's been the, the biggest issue you've had, isn't it? 100%, yes. I mean, it, it, it can affect, well, the, the sort of classics being your motor skills, your speech, or in my case, uh, your eyesight, or indeed uh, a collection of those. Um, I'm very grateful for that. You know, that, that, that could have been far worse. And, of course, obviously, for someone in my line, if you can't talk, mm, that's yeah. not ideal. Um, can't drive, uh, but uh, so I can... It, getting to gigs is a little bit more problematic. But um, there's some sort of... I've, I've, an example of a rather sort of ridiculous thing. When I was on the stroke unit... Um, so I can't see anything on my right-hand side, and I was quite heavily sedated. I went to the toilet and um, parted it, sat down. So far, so good, were it not for the fact that there was already another blind stroke victim sat there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was too blind to see him, and he's too blind to sort of stop me, you know. So, so uh, and the most be- you know, you would think in that situation someone would go like, what are you doing? You know, yeah, the most yeah. be- beautiful sort of uh, English thing sort of in, in came out was like, oh, I'm sorry, who, who's that? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sort of there is a funny side to it. I'm not trying to sort of undermine that or, or, or indeed, you know, to diminish the, the real suffering that happened, uh, mine included. But... There are amusing things to be told about that. There are sort of for, because it is a ridiculous situation, you know. Mm. So, so I'm trying to get that right. And uh, like yeah, I, I suppose be... pitching it right to get the audience on side is is I mean because you you have lived through it. Once they you've established yeah. that, they'll go with you. I would think, won't they? Well, people, I mean that's the prob- part of the problem is that you know people don't actually believe me no. um, because I don't look. Mm. I, you know, I have the, the sort of that what's termed uh, an invisible disability, which has sort of. Uh, I'm grateful for that. There's no sure. prejudice, but it's difficult because I don't have a white stick or or kind of limp particularly. Mm. So so you don't have a kind of outward expression. So um, that's been problematic because I've bumped into people on in the streets with different altercations, mm. but more in a kind of club situation, yeah, people are kind of going, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I believe him. And mm. and then you therefore just a sort of able-bodied man sort of m- mocking yeah. people afflicted. So, so I have to really launch that quite early on. And sure, kind of, yeah. Without being a kind of pity party. So I do, you know, I am an entertainer. I mean, Charlie knows this as well. You know, as a comic, you, you, you are there to make people laugh. I'm not, it's not therapy for me. You've obviously not, not seen me recently. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's gone in a different direction with his new act. <laughs> the thing about Marcus's act is he's, he's 
it's quite difficult for a, for a comedian to play high status. Mm. By that I mean almost telling the audience, you're wrong, I'm right. And, yeah. and he, But Marcus has always pulled that off, basically due to a mastery of, sort of English language and, and jokes <laughs> and yeah. great jokes, funny setups. Really brilliant, brilliant comedian. And And how did it feel when you thought you may lose that i mean not having just one but then having another one yeah good question charlie <laughs> yeah. no honestly th that is because now I, I have to sit down um because of because of my eyes i'm i'm a bit my balance is poor i pull off the end of the stage the lights move so i've been sitting down and it's which perhaps and i don't mean this in a disrespectful way you would think that doesn't make much difference but it makes a massive difference mm, i mean i mm. think you say that that sort of alpha i suppose for yeah. want of a better word i was quite bombastic and that's you know, you might sort of think, oh, that's completely changed. But but um, Simon, who was at the store, you know, the, yeah. he, he was like, um, it's like it's you used to be quite lurchy, and uh, and he was, he, you know, he wasn't that that was right. I think I've calmed down a bit, and I yeah. think I've not. I, I'm a, in a lot less confrontation with sort of alpha men as well. So yeah. I think maybe I'm just a doddery old man I'm sitting on a chair, <laughs> you know, kind Never. of uh, Dave Allening it. So, but, but it's changed it. But I, I I think and perhaps because of what I'm talking about, yeah. um, that's made. It's been a really enjoyable sort of creative uh, um, kind of experience. Hey, he says loftily. You know, you're, a, you're a brilliant artist. He's a brilliant drawer. Right. Um, Thank you. Drawer, is that what you describe yes, it as, yes. Mark? Drawer, painter, <laughs> doodler. Has that, been, has that been affected by this? Uh, well, I was doing some animation. I sort of learned an animation course when I was during lockdown, right, because I had a bit of time on my hands. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't really gone back to doing that because sort of 12 hours a day in front of a brightly lit sort of screen isn't... Mm. I, I, I probably can. I've done a couple of murals. I've, I'm actually doing a mural at the end of this month uh, in, in Oslo, actually. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I suspect I can do that because it's kind of big. Yeah. And, and uh, I'll at least be able to see it, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's 20 foot wall or whatever. But yeah. um, I, more, I think, probably I'm, I'm a bit more... Just a bit more trepidation, I think, maybe. Mm. Where, mm. where I've been, like, really kind of creative with, with, with stand-up and writing. I mean, lockdown happened. I mean, I don't know how you found it, but, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't write anything, you know. People were going, oh, so now's the chance to, to drank, do all this, you know. Like, and it, well, exactly, you know, yeah. you, just, you just, I didn't, there wasn't really any reason to do any stand-up because you weren't doing stand-up. So yeah. I didn't find it creative and I did other things, I suppose. I found it, I didn't find it creative from a stand-up point of view. And then... Would I have it another way? But then I had a stroke, and I was like, "Man, I've got now. I'm finding funny bits to talk about, or weird yeah. things to talk about, because it's, a, I suppose, because it's an extreme situation." Sure. Um, so it, it's quite an odd thing to choose to do on lockdown, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a bit of a loose end. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, have you, I mean, you obviously haven't looked into what can make you susceptible as a stroke risk. I'm sure a lot of people are listening now. That you're a young man, and, and they think, "Well, look, that could happen to me. It happened to Marcus. It could happen to me." So, I mean, the fact you've had one, does it make it more susceptible? to have a second and is, is can it be hereditary i mean if it can, all of those uh, all of the above and and none of the above to be honest wow. with you. i mean i think there's a the classic thing of kind of perhaps being uh, smoking and drinking and stress and all of those things mm. do not help um i have a hole in my heart that's what the, that's what caused it so wow. um much as many people would like to judge me mm. uh, i uh, for, for my for my errant stand up ways and lifestyle um it was <laughs> yeah. mostly just the hole in my heart I'm, yeah. I'm completely can't see, can't see that either is the other thing <laughs> yeah. no you can't you know, so That's you right. could be mm, still i'm still on the fence well you see you see you see that from <laughs> swallowing like 46 centimeters of a of a of a camera you know yeah, yeah. please you finish that sentence um 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, uh, where are you in Edinburgh, Marcus? Uh, I'm at Banshee Labyrinth at 510 for the whole of festival, talk, talking about it, yeah. And so, are you, I'll take you to do some warm-up gigs uh, in the in the build-up to that, people yes, come and yes, see you? Yes, yes, I mean, I'm, I, I, stuff on my Instagram and, and Facebook uh, tells, tells you where I am. Um, and then, uh, so, yep, to, uh, over the next few months, just warming up to do that, and then Edinburgh for the whole of... Uh, August, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, Marcus, lovely to see you. We wish you well with it. Thanks, Marcus. Have you got so a title much. for the show yet? It's called The Bearable Heaviness of Nearly Not Being. Wow, there we are. Very nice. Very nice. Good on the poster. Yeah, very good. A lot of letters. A lot of yeah. letters. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks very much. Marcus Berman, go and check him out. Uh, Instagram and all the dates and the warm-up gigs for Edinburgh. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. But it's going to be a sprint, not a marathon today for the birthday spread because we've got more live racing at 3.30. So time's are pressing. All you need to know is Charlie won last week and he's on good form. Um, Andy Jacobs uh, joins us. Good afternoon, Andy. Afternoon, boys. How are you doing? Well, remarkably upbeat, certainly more than your WhatsApps well, were last mm. night. No, I'm really excited because Edward Mendy has just signed a new sponsorship deal with Britain's leading supplier of diving boots to replace the ones he was wearing last night. Yeah, oh, wasn't his finest uh, moment, that, was it? Well, it killed the game. Good old season, Killed the though. game, unfortunately. No, so anyway, you, I, I'm... He hasn't, but there you go. You can bounce back. Anyway, um, and he's got ten birthdays. He's sorted out quite a few of them from the Racing Post, as we've, we're at Aintree. Oh, he did it on purpose. And um, <laughs> he's going to give us the ten birthdays. Myself and Charlie have got to guess the ages, and there's a margin of error that will build as we make these guesses. We're bound to be a few years out, you would think. And the one with that shortest margin of error after ten birthdays is the winner. Jeff Peters keeps score. Good oh, afternoon, yeah. Jeff. Good afternoon. Three wins in a row for Charlie. Uh, 19-12 is the latest score. Charlie's actually been in more birthday spreads than Max now. Mm. Well, what about that? Yeah. And uh, you know, and he's, he's proving to be a worthy adversary. Thank you, Paul. Uh, here's Pele. He always joins in. It's Pele. And okay, well, Charlie, you kick us off. Okay. Andy, take it away. Okay, no messing about today. It's oh. cricketer and broadcaster Jonathan Agnew. Oh, Agnew, yeah. And I used to live next door to him, actually. And he had an amazing weeping willow tree, which annoyingly overhung our garden and blocked <laughs> out the light. In the end, I had to ask him to cut it back. Do lop it, Agnew. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered where he might be listening. We know he listens in now and again. So, uh, hey, 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 Happy hey, birthday, Agus. Agus, happy birthday, Agus. What do you think? I'm going to say 65. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Um, 63, I'm going to go. 62. Oh, there he so is. He's put in. Put years on him. He won't be pleased with that. So, Paul one, Charlie three. Paul one, Charlie three. Okay, okay I'm first up yeah. for the next one. We alternate. You may, yes, you may guess where this one comes from. It's the 14-time champion trainer of Eastern Cape, <laughs> Alan. It's crazy, Alan Grief. Oh, Alan wow. Grief. Yeah, Alan was very helpful to me when our beloved uh, pet goldfish died. He spent hours consoling me. The classic bit of grief counselling. Oh. That Alan, was good. That was that, good. That is good. Alan good grief. Good grief, that, good oh, yeah, grief yeah. yeah. That, that's hard, isn't it? I mean, who knows? It, it could is be, hard. I, I don't really know the horse. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, the race, it's a race. I think it's an area, Eastern Cape. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. I thought it was a horse called Eastern Cape. Okay. What's his name? What's his name, Alan? Alan Grief. Alan Grief. Um, I'm first up. I'm going to go 62. Yeah, I was in that ballpark. Uh, we'll say uh, 65. No, he's only 51. Oh. <laughs> no, 
know him from a bar of soap, do we? Let's be honest. <coughs> no. Well, so, I guess it is name. It? What's that done? The scores. It could have been worse. It could have been more volatile. Paul, 11 out onto 12. Charlie, 14 out onto 17. Could be playing along at home. You're probably doing better than us. Uh, Charlie is first up for this one. Number okay. three. Mm. Uh, the actor Clark Peters. Oh, now, yeah. You may not know it, but Clark's a massive rugby league fan. <laughs> He's presenting a documentary I've just recommended to Martin Kelm Kellner, rather, where he joins the Warrington Wolves. They had to add subtitles to the northern dialect, but it was great to see Clark Peters in The Wire. Oh, oh yeah. Good to know you rugby. Very nice. Yes, yeah, rugby. Great musical theatre. Great musical theatre. Clark, me uncle, Uncle Clark. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, unlikely. So I'm going to say he is seventy. He's probably in that envelope, isn't he? Sixty-eight. He is seventy. Well done, Oh, well done, Charlie. I saw him as Skymaster, and he was fantastic. He's very good, isn't he? Very good, fine actor. What's that done, Cole? Uh, Paul, two out onto 14. Direct hit for Charlie stays on 17. Mm. Three in it after three. Okay, here we go then. This okay. me up he's, next. He's the trainer of war of attrition and ruled the world. It's Mouse Morris. <laughs> oh, Mouse Morris. Mouse oh, Morris. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know him really Good well. Old Mouse. Uh, yeah, we fell out though after he lured me to the theatre once to see a play I didn't want to go to, and um, when he wouldn't let me leave, it was the mouse trap. <laughs> yes, of course it was. <laughs> Don't take the Mickey. Uh, oh dear! Incoming. He's had four hours to Incoming. think of that one. <laughs> yeah, Jeff's toppers are brought to you by <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Welcome to Jeff's toppers. <laughs> Jeff's toppers. Uh, Sixty-eight. Mouse Morris. Mouse Morris is seventy-two. He's 71. Oh, Charlie, you're on fire. It's a brilliant game. Paul, three out onto 17. Charlie, one out onto 18. Ooh, what a game. Uh, we're going Close. to half time, uh, but Charlie, you go first on this one. It's the ballerina and former principal of the Royal Ballet, Jennifer Penny. Jennifer Penny. <laughs> I was asked to select two people who'd influenced me the most in my career. First, I chose Jennifer, and then the MP Stephen Powell. Yes, I was in for a penny and in for a pound. Thank you. And just remind us what she does, Andy. She's a ballet dancer. Well, she former was principal she of the is. Royal Ballet. Principal of the Royal. Mm. Jenny Penny. Former principal. Former principal. Jenny Penny. Jenny Penny. I'm gonna say sixty. I'm gonna go fifty-six. 76. Oh, I went the wrong way. So, we we going at half-time with the scores at what, Jeff Peters? Yeah, Paul, 20 out onto 37. Charlie, 16 out onto 34. Charlie leads by three at the halfway stage. Let's have the sixth birthday, Andy. OK, it's the Cheshire point-to-point trainer... <laughs> Why so well oh. known? Ed Glassenbury. Oh, Ed yeah. Glassenbury. Yeah. And he rang me up and said he'd had a great idea for a summer music festival <laughs> on his farm, but he had to abandon the project when he couldn't come up with a name for it. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Yes, very good. Um, 58, mm. I'm going to go with. I think it was me first. No, it was. It's me. Was you, was it? Paul next oh, year, okay. 58. Sorry. It's 58. Um, 48. 31. Oh, well, wow, Charlie, you are, you're, ner- you're just chipping away, aren't you? <laughs> So, Jeff, so, what's uh, that done to the scores? Jeff is. Paul, 27 out on that one. Oh, um, so you're on to 64. Charlie is 17 out, added to his 34. I mean, he's on 51, so Charlie leads by 13. <sighs> could, could be crucial. Yeah, OK, be, it's yeah. the Conservative MP for Orpington, Gareth Bacon. Gareth Bacon. Mm. And when I drove a minicab, Gareth was one of my regulars and often stayed with me if he was working late. I used to pick him up from the House of Commons and bring home the bacon. <laughs> I told you it's a tough week this week. Yeah. <laughs> Sizzle him. Um, 45. 56. 50. Ooh. Ooh. Right. 
it. So, Jeff, where does that leave us? Uh, so, Paul, six out onto 70. Charlie, five mm -hmm. out onto 56. 14 in it, three to go. Okay, 14. Okay. Right. It's uh, the merchant banker, Sir Angus Grosshart. Sir Angus Grosshart, or Grosset, maybe. G-R-O-S-S-A-R-T. What works better for the gag? <laughs> no, it's nothing to do with it, actually, oh, okay. because uh, Sir Angus is one of Britain's leading merchant bankers. But for some reason, he can't stand Cockney rhyming slang. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. Um, 70. Sixty-five. Eighty-five. Ooh. Ooh, wrong way. Okay. Well, I'm getting the, back yeah, in the gap. The gap has closed. Paul, 15 out onto 85. Charlie, 20 out onto 76. Ooh. Okay, Charlie, you're going to okay. lead off on the next one. Birthday are. number nine, the chairwoman of the Office of Independent Adjudicators for Higher Education, Dame Susie Leather. Dame Susie Leather. <laughs> I've always found what she does quite mystifying. I've never understood the world of leather. <laughs> <laughs> is it me or people? Um, it's you, Paul. It is you, Charlie. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's you that leads off on this one. Mm. Dame Susie Leather is mm -hmm. 68. Mm, 62. 66. Oh. It doesn't make much difference, does it? Four out, Paul. You're on to 89. Two out, Charlie. You're on to 78. So, 11 in it with mm. one to go. Charlie to go first. Okay, Charlie. Okay. okay. It's the novelist Milan Kundera. Milan Kundera. And I've always been a huge fan of his work going way back. Yes, I've always been into Milan. Oh, <laughs> very good. Milan Kundera, Charlie. It's very hot ass for the AC to be put on often. Yeah. Um, hey. I'm going to say... Oh, see, uh, I don't know. You go one way or the other, don't you? That's the problem. Yeah. Mm, let's go... 58. Okay, I need to be. I need to have a, a difference of twelve mm -hmm. to win. I think Jeff, is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm I'm kind of duty bound to go. I think well, I could go either way, couldn't I? I'm going to go seventy. Andy, how old is Milan? Hey. I'm going seventy. Well, fortunately for you, Paul, he's 93. Oh, oh, I know, I know. That sounded like a young one to me. Young Milan. Oh, well done. It was old well Milan. Done. Well done, Paul. <laughs> yes, well, back I thought, in is the he going to go young? Is he going to go back. old? I was trying to work him out. Do you know what? If you'd gone, like, about 60-odd, 65, yeah. I might have gone below. Yeah. But you gave me a win. Too you much. let me in. You Cocky let me now, in. It? It's very smug now, Paul. Just let me in the gap. <laughs> very smug now, after time. Monday morning court. Quarterback. Give us give us the scores, Jeff. <laughs> it's finished. Charlie 113, Paul 112. Uh, Paul leads Charlie 2012. Uh, 2012. I needed that victory because the yeah, look at you now. It, really it brightened it, up it your week, innit? It was shifting. Like a little it? puppy now. Look at you. Oh, let's <laughs> go for another race. Shall we get entry? It oh. was shifting. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. There's the birthday spread. A bit quick for you, wasn't it, Charlie? Too prefer, quick. I, I hadn't eaten properly. Spread, I hadn't yeah. stretched enough. No, of course. Just too not. early for me Chicken and Tim Bing. Thank you, Jeff. We'll catch up with you next week.
Cheers. Take care, boys. Up the foxes tonight. Oh, oh yeah. Good luck. Enjoy the game. Up the foxes. PSV, of course, they play. And thank you, Andy. We'll see Cheers, you tomorrow. Andy. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Last night, at, at, for no apparent reason, yeah. you started watching an old boxing match. You just about go to bed and you're right. It's it often the case. Something comes on and you find yourself watching it that you didn't intend to. My wife was watching the split, Paul, and I didn't know if it was a, uh, if she was trying to tell me something or not. So oh, yeah, yeah. Quickly did like a handbook for her. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I quickly didn't. I didn't. No, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any of the series. No. It looks very good, yeah. but it's not for me. So I was. Well, I'll just go to bed. That's okay. always good, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got Sky Sports in my room recently, which is exciting, nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then yeah. uh, put put it on, mm. and just on, just on the thing was yeah. on the uh, channel was uh, George Foreman yeah. versus Jerry Cooney. Wow, it was thirty three, six foot seven. Yeah, sort of looked like a boxer. Like you'd cast him in a film yeah. as like an Italian American boxer. Yeah. Didn't look thirty three. I will say that. Yeah, looked a bit older. Yeah, yeah. tough. This tough. was shaven headed George in his latter years, yeah. wasn't it? Nineteen ninety. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, you know, he was, what is he? Forty one. He's yeah. forty one, and uh, he, he came in. I don't know if we've got the music that he came into. I mean, some some of the things were. It didn't feel very much like modern boxing at all. No. It was at Caesar's Palace. Yeah. In uh, in Las Vegas, mm. and uh, George Foreman came in. Came into this song. Okay. You believe. I see those arms. Yeah, it's yeah. not one of those as he comes in. Light is in the air. Yeah, the you could then, Paul. You could have a light. You could have a light. <laughs> Just in the air. Is this getting you up for punching another yeah, man in the face, Paul? It certainly is. <laughs> you, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> he came in. Yeah. And the crowd, and the crowd weren't. Well, let's leave it there. Like it. It's romantic. Yeah. There's really, a bit <laughs> of slow dancing going Weeping. on. This is um, Lee Greenwood with IOU. Yeah. Came into yeah. this. He was in his in his silks. You know. He yeah. came in. Not his silks. silks. <laughs> no. His silk thing. You know. Oh yeah. What dressing you call gown. It? Dressing yeah. gown. Yeah. That's it. Silks. Came and in so, like a jockey on a horse. And then they sang. Came the anthem, in. And they? then they and then they, they got in the they got in the ring. And they had these four blokes coming up, and they were called Chapter One. Oh, yeah, And they were going to do the national anthem. I don't know if you want to lose the IOU. Yeah. And, that, and they were like a close harmony group. But the, the harmonies at first were a bit too close, Paul. Yeah. Clo- and I don't think they could hear themselves for the and first verse. Say, 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 can you say? It was poor. It wasn't good. It was poor. And then... um, Then a fight broke out. Then a fight broke out. A fight broke out. And... (laughs) 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 And uh, George Foreman was doing this, like, his, his... Guard was like two arms across his face. Archie, wasn't it? Is his old coach? He's like he's a seventy-six-year-old coach. Yeah. Just told him put your arms in front of your face, and then the second round he just absolutely took the bloke apart. Yeah, bloke he did. Was dead on his feet. It was one of those that the ref should have stopped. He gave him a count of eight. He looked yeah. in his eyes, and you thought, "Yeah, I don't think he looks right, ref." No. And then two quick shots, and he'd gone. But it this didn't. Break it didn't look news. like modern. It didn't look like modern boxing at all. It was nineteen ninety, and it looked yeah. like even in even then it looked really? pretty pretty ropey. But look. Seek it out. George Foreman v. Jerry Cooney, uh, six foot seven of Jerry Cooney. I want you to Cooney. go to bed early every night, yeah. right, on your own. All right. Next Wednesday night, I'll go to bed, bed early and I'll and see what, whatever's, whatever's on. Whatever's on, you'll report we'll back. We'll do it. You'll find an angle on it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. 
Uh, that was this afternoon's show. We do hope you enjoyed yeah, that. And the birthday of spread, of course. And the, and the birthday spread. Well done, Paul. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Charlie. 2012 yeah, was, now. Wasn't much in it, was there? No. Very tight game. Anyway, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Andy's with us. Four more live races. We'll keep you in touch with the golf as well. Um, Charlie, you're back on Saturday with Max. Saturday with Max, 9 till 11 in the game day warm-up. Fantastic. And then um, you'll be back on Tuesday. Back with, with you me. on Tuesday. Brilliant. And then Good it gets all over the place, doesn't it? Who knows? Yeah, then, 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 it gets who knows? Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, do hope you can join us tomorrow for one. If not, podcast available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.